A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Gap Brothers, and yes, that is their real name. The stars of that song there can mean only one thing, and that's the Sunday podcast is back again for round seven. And it has been yet another absolute train wreck of a round. Uh, left, right, and center, just players falling out, injured, scratched, HIA, just a uh, horrible week. If you got a thousand or eleven hundred, you're doing absolutely fantastically. But nonetheless, it's uh, not a solo pod yet again. I prefer doing these ones with guests. I think it's a little less work. And I've got another one, another name you might be a little familiar with. Heard him over preseason or the COVID break to go through his beloved Tigers, and he's in a good mood because they've just towed up the dogs. Timmy from the Sporting Woods podcast on the line here. How are you, mate? Very well, Justin. How are you tonight? Oh, mate, probably not as good as you. How was that? 30, was it 34 to 6 in the end? Just towed them up. Yeah, it was one of those games where, um, you know, we did what we were supposed to do. So it's not as if I'm going to heap too much praise. Uh, but, I mean, Harry Grant is just I, – I don't know his super coach numbers. You know, what is it? 92, just looking at it pre-updates. But in a football – sense he's just a superstar now you got to tie that guy down you cannot let him go back oh, to the storm like mate, <laughs> you don't need, you don't need to tell me we had this discussion all morning that blocker roach on the commentary was saying like please cameron smith if you're listening just play on another three or four years and you probably will you never know well yeah i mean let's not get into the to the mind of of uh cam smith in a super coach podcast but um i just uh oh uh, yeah i don't know we just got to roll the red carpet out every single day for this cat and hope that he likes it, I suppose. No, he's certainly come on in leaps and bounds, so it's great to see. He's about to only got a, a shot in the, the big league, so he's he's taken that with both hands. But let's just go a bit around the grounds here in terms of Supercoach. Uh, have you got your score up? So I got about a 10.56, which yeah, is, a, is a minor miracle based on where I was sitting at after Saturday night. Um, Harry Grant, SJ, uh, came home for me pretty strongly today. Uh, how did you go? I'm currently at 9.92. Oh, and- just short. A Jake Trevojevic try instead of the pass to AFB uh, would have would have sent me over there, I'd reckon. But let's see, let's see. Harry Grant ninety two, that was fantastic. So let's see if he gets bumped up um, for updates and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, like it's just a wasteland, isn't it? 
Oh, mate. You, fielding a 17 was a struggle this week. That was how bad it was, just some of the, the carnage you got. And then people, yeah, the 17 that you had had to have been affected by injury. I know I know, mine certainly was, and we'll, we'll get to those. Um, you guys on the Sporting Woods podcast are very good with your segments, so I'm going to be on my best behavior and make sure I go through them all. Uh, I do like to just skip over them, and, and it just goes to – it uh, goes to shit, but well, let's I wanna, go through. I want to quickly butt mm. in before we start. We stole one of your segments on the show. Oh, the good, was that the, the good, bad, bad and ugly? Yes, the GBU, yeah. as we call it. But did you play the audio for that good, bad, and the ugly theme song for about seven minutes like <laughs> Wenon likes to do to set, that, set no, that segment up? That's a big negative. Yeah, that'll take some editing time. Don't you worry about that. Alrighty, so the Sunday podcast, we got to go through the rockers, floppers and shockers of the week that was. I'll go through a trade fail. And then just like last week, uh, we had Will Shocky on the line and he went through some of the stuff you may have missed. So I've gotten you to do that same thing. So non-super coach related, just some of the stuff that if you didn't watch all the games, you may not have been aware of. There's some absolute gold this week. So I'm sure you've got a fair chunk lined up. So let's go through them. Rocker of the week, and this is a tough one here. Ryan Pappenhausen, 124 points. So everyone's held and held and held onto this guy. And then if you got lucky and you didn't have to trade in Teddy this week because he was scratched, Turbo's gone. So you hung on to Pap, and he's pulled out 124 against the Warriors. So I don't know. Are you an owner? No, I was one of the uh, get in on Turbo before he got too expensive. Uh uh, owners a couple of weeks ago, I had Pappenhausen round one through five, I think. And um, you just, you know, classic super coach. Oh, it was bound to happen at oh, some yeah. point. Like he's he's too good a player and he's been an inch or two away just throughout the season and fallen. He'd had a 35 and a 25 leading up to this. So you just knew something was about to burst and here he is. So rocker of the week, Ryan Papp. Great new, great start to the week for owners. Anyone held on. Flopper of the week. And this was not a good start. Yeah, thank you very much to Latrell Mitchell and his nine points, courtesy of a, I think he had a sin bin in the final couple of minutes, just classic Latrell, uh, about six, five or six errors, something hideous throughout the game, lost 21 points in negative stats. It was just an absolute shocker. Um, that's what Latrell can do though, I guess, and he's a he's about 20% owned. Uh, again, are you an owner? Uh, no, not a Latrell owner, but... It's not as if, I don't know, he's not always like a boom or bust player. But this was just an ugly game for everyone involved. I, I don't know who at South actually performed well from a Supercoach perspective in that game. Yeah, not a lot of points on offer until sort of the final 10 minutes when uh, Clear is going to town. I think Cody Walker got a last-minute try assist there. It was a, a bit of a scrap fest, but uh, the trail outscrapped them all with a nine. Uh, shocker of the week so the guy that just stunned uh and this is two weeks in a row now so i've got my boy elliot whitehead in there so i own him in draft he's hit a 99 uh i think a 98 after update so 99 last week and a 98 this week he's going from strength to strength um keeps finding the line and setting him up uh he's been hitting about 30s all year and out of nowhere he's pulled these massive scores out so elliot well done Trade fail of the week, and I always love this. Like I go through, if you've got Supercoach Gold, it's a great little addition. You go through, click on a player, and you can see who's traded him in and who's traded him out, or who they've traded them out for. And the fail this week, someone's traded out Brett Morris, who if you looked at the way he was going, his trajectory, he is just going nowhere but up. 
traded him out for Matt Burton. So speaking of that Penrith Rabbitohs game, poor old Matt Burton sat on the bench for about 79 minutes before getting <laughs> last getting on minute. The field. Oh, and he scored a point. So some poor bugger has traded out Brett Morris, who still has a lot of cash, shockingly, to make uh, for one point Matt Burton. So that will absolutely sting. Uh, love that. Whoever that is, um, delete team. <laughs> Timmy, your time to shine here, mate. Oh, uh, mate, got, here yeah, we go. It has, I've given it this title, but I don't know if you can think of something better. Tim's shite you might have liked. Well, yeah, so obviously Channel 9 must have got in contact with you guys and put a cease and desist <laughs> on or something like that because I saw this on the run sheet and I went, oh, yeah, here we go. I was like, oh, and then I was coming up with things that you may or may not have seen that may or may not be funny or something. <laughs> something you know, I just couldn't, there were no legs there. So, Rolls off the tongue that yeah, one. Yeah. The first one, and it's it's kind of interesting that we haven't – it's taken this long for it to happen, but we've got a phantom siren, a phantom six-again siren. Oh, yes. In the Parramatta-Canberra game, you could hear Ashley Klein, I think the ref, saying to the Parramatta players, you know, it wasn't my call, wasn't my call, because Dylan Brown basically took a hit up on the last um, there and early in the first half when they were attacking him. It was kind of weird, and then we all realized what had happened because someone, one of the Parramatta players must have said something to Klein, and he said, no, that wasn't my call, that wasn't my call. And then about five minutes later, it happened again. So we had the old fan. This is the, this is the, you know, the fire alarm at six again. The six again, yes. So someone sat in the crowd with uh, some audio thing for this? I, I mean, pending investigations. And look, every, you know, and as – for a shameless plug, everything on Sporting Woods and on this show is an allegation as well. So, who knows? Absolutely. Who knows where those noises were coming from? But it reminded me of the old Phantom Siren uh, that you'd see at the St George games, where he'd just yell at himself uh, about twenty seconds before full time and got got the players caught out a few times, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, but the thing that every I mean, if you miss this, you don't love your rugby league. Keegan Hipgrave. Now, I I don't even know what to say, and I'll try and keep it PG, but he was attempting to have sexual relations with Payton. <laughs> it, it's it's bizarre. If if you haven't seen this footage, you need to find the footage. I've never seen anything like it. Like it, there's multiple thrusts, and that's kind of the concerning thing: is the multiple thrusts. I don't care. I don't mind if it's one because you're trying to put a hit on. I get it. But multiple, like on a stationary human being with his back turned towards you, like, I don't know. This guy has had a lot of head knocks. Mm. I just don't. Yeah, not I'd, sure. Yeah. I don't, I've, I've, I don't know what to say. Like, I Honestly, I don't think I'll, I've seen anything like it and I don't think I will ever see anything like it again on a football field. It was unbelievable. There are no words, but I want answers from Hipgrave, oh, uh, whether he can remember it. How oh, good. Yeah, well, that's it. Can he remember it? <laughs> that might be the question. <laughs> the poor guy suffered a fair few head knocks in his time. So um, not sure what was going through his head there, but um, that'll be played out in highlights reels for a few years to come. So, yeah, that wraps up things you may or may not have seen that may or may not be funny. <laughs> How good, mate. <laughs> All righty. And speaking of not funny, let, let's just go into this uh, injuries and suspension news coming out of the week. So even before the week had started, we were getting uh, just players scratch. So Teddy was a big one, HIA'd. 
Um, so he was named the fullback and we waited up until I think it was Thursday when he was scratched. Um, so at least we got the news early on that one, but he should be right to go. Unfortunately, missed that Dragons game. He missed the Broncos carve up and he missed the Dragons one. So uh, fingers crossed he's back on the park next week. Joe Tarpane, tough news for anyone that owns him. Bit of a pod play there, but he was scratched with a minor knee complaint. Similarly, Joshy Mansell. Uh, so he, I think Brent Naden ended up scoring about 70 or 80. So if that was uh, Josh Mansell on the edge there, who knows what could have happened there. But I think just a precautionary one from him. And then some of the in-game carnage here, and there's some big names. Uh, let's go through some of the minors, I guess, to start. Matt Lodge uh, hobbled off, couldn't happen to a nicer bloke. Should be okay for this week, though. I think it, the scans came back today and were a little uh, better than they'd first thought. Um, Isaac Liu, so he had some rib complaint coming out of the game there, which probably opens up the door for Nat Butcher to come in. And for the Roosters, that game was was another great win for them, but unfortunately came at a massive cost with Victor Radley and Sam Beryl's going down with season-ending ACLs. So that was horrible news for them. But like, if you look at the Roosters, how do they keep doing this? I don't know. And it's a huge football loss more than a, a super coach loss, I think, mm. overall, particularly the loss of Beryl's because Jake Friend's just so hit and miss with injuries and they really rely on, you know, his leadership to, to guide him around the park. And yes, they've got Kiri and uh, young Flanagan, you know, playing very well, but yeah, if, if something now hap- goes wrong with uh friends, they can't even rely upon Radley who can sometimes fill in that hooker role. So yeah, whether or not they lose something out of dummy half, particularly if friend goes down or, you know, is in doubt that it's kind of a risk, but overall it's the Roosters. Let's, I don't know. I feel like we still got to play, play, play it smart. We don't need to play it cute just yet. Mm. Yeah. They've, uh, they've got Orbison there that can fill in some time at dummy half. And they've also recalled a lone player back from the Warriors just today. So Poser Farmer Silly, um, apologies for the pronunciation, but he's on his way back from the Warriors. So, yeah, down on troops, they've already called him back. So interesting times ahead, but they've just got such a high-caliber roster that you just know that the players that they'll get will, will fill in. Uh, on the other side, so you've got Mitch Moses and Corey Horse were going down in the space of about a minute. I had both in, uh, in Supercoach Caper. Of course so, you did. Oh, Corey Hawes, but that was a very interesting watch. So got caught up in a tackle with Maddo and a few others. Um, obviously, something's happened to his – it ended up being his foot that's uh, the concern. No other word coming out. But, yeah, he got the – was in the tackle and he's trying to fight with fight on with Maddo and got up and tears in his eyes, flipping the bird to the 10 fans that were in attendance. Um, and, yeah, in tears. It was a bizarre sort of um, – departure from the field but I don't know I love seeing him fired up like that like he's going to be great for Queensland but um yeah very I haven't quite seen the likes of it for for some time uh, you know tears on the field and flipping the flipping the fans off I was mate he just loves this rugby league hmm. I just yeah I mean fair play to him like he was he Good just gave, just was giving his heart and his soul to help his team win and would have just been soul crushing. Plus the fact, you know, he's trying to fight Madison, the big dog over there. So, yeah, I, I feel sorry for him. I don't know what the, uh, what the prognosis looks like, but it, it didn't look. The foot injuries are so weird, and I'm not going to claim to be NRL physio, but you know, what seems minor injuries in the foot can turn out to be really prolonged 
time on the bench. Yeah, I think Jordan McLean had one last year and he was out for like something like two months or three months with a foot injury. So, yeah, they can be very tricky, especially for trying to get the, you know, running in the legs and that kind of thing. So no word out yet on how severe that is. A bit of radio silence. So fingers crossed for the horse that he's all good. Uh, Mitchell Moses, we mentioned as well, calf injury. So yet to hear back on the scans, but the word out is around three to six weeks. So um, makes it an easy call, I guess, if you've got him in your side for now. You just trade him out to the likes of the Cleary or an SJ if you don't own them. Or if you do own them, uh, like I do, you can uh, play around a bit there with maybe a cheapie or something coming through. Uh, Friday night, Cam Munster. That was horrible news for new owners, and there were plenty of them. So the storm towered up the Warriors in the end, and Cam Munster only got to play 40 minutes of it. So hobbled off with a medial ligament, didn't return after half time. Uh, depending on results, so I think there's a difference in grading that's quite significant. So it's either going to be a grade one or two based on the initial prelim assessment, uh, which means it's either one to six weeks. So waiting on uh, formal uh, word coming out there. But uh, if it's just the one week, that's handy. But if it's any longer, yeah, you might be looking at shifting him on given his prices. I think that was it. I didn't see much else coming out of today's games injury-wise, did you? Yeah, Will Hopawade, Sindos Mode, oh, of looks like it. Uh, he was did finish the game on the wing. Um, he took a knock, Josh Reynolds, with a fake hustle play. It looks like they clashed knees um, from a, trying to recover a, uh, a bomb. Um, but, yeah, did finish uh, on the wing, finish the game on the wing. So, I don't know. Is, is Dwayne would be more of a pod, I suppose, than anything. Um, well, yeah, if it was round one, it'd be uh, of more interest, but I think yeah. a lot of people have, uh, have jumped, jumped off. But the Will Hopawade one, he was someone I always like to pick up at the back end of the year because he always just goes underrated and then you might be able to get some get him cheap towards the end. Um, but yeah, it's syndosmosis, you know, three to six if it's bad, I suppose. Yeah, that, that's a big call because I've been shouting that on this podcast for about a month now, just saying now he's back at fullback. There's so much more upside to him. And he was, um, yeah, you know, he got a 50 or so against the Roosters of all teams and was just looking on the up. If there was a Bulldog you want to own, it's him. And unfortunately, yeah, without him, they just looked a bit uh, not much doing tonight. Well, or maybe they, it was just your boys. They can't score points. Yeah. Just straight. He's up. one of the few attacking lights that they have. And without that, he's not feeding the ball to an Avarillo. And you saw Avarillo was underdone. He got HIA'd, scored about 18 points. Yeah, there was just not a lot going for the dogs. Anyway, let's go to a quick break and then we'll come back and do the round the grounds for each game, some of the good and the bad. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Alrighty, back Timmy. We'll go through game by game. There's some good results in here for, I guess, your team and mine. But let's start with Panthers defeating the Rabbitohs 20 points to 12. Said at the top of the podcast, this was a bit of a scrap fest and... Yeah, just junk time with the capital J, some of these points. So Nathan Cleary, 99. Uh, couldn't see. I have no idea what um, – I've never heard of that. Uh, you're, you're sort of a medical expert here. Do you know? want to shed some light on what actually happened to Nathan Cleary? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. I think they called it cellulitis, which is just basically inflammation of like the underlying of your skin. Um, but it looked awful. So and I don't know how you get it there, you know what I mean? Like, is it on his through, face? Yeah, is it through the eyes or something? I don't know. Was he just like a? Did he get like a spider bite or mozzie bite or you know bad reaction? I don't know. But I mean, it was a it was a great effort. He's been under the pump. I I think especially coming back from his suspension, um, mm. all eyes on him, and you know delivered in this game. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was quite in the first half, um, scored that try late in the game, set up a couple of others, missed about three goals. I think he was just his radar was completely off with um, with that infection and, and couldn't even see the ball properly or something. So, yeah, he missed his first three kicks. Um, so, yeah, the 99 could have been a hell of a lot more, but you'll bloody well take that as an owner. On the other side, Cody Walker got a last-minute try. It's a chunk with a capital J. We said it again, like... He would have been set for about a 30 before that, which is an awful score, but salvageable with a 55. So well done to him. Uh, the rest was sort of okay. He looked around. Isaiah Yo, who's just a, a staple for everyone's center wing at the moment, 62 points. Damien Cook outpointed Coruscant, 61 to 52. Um, Cook, again, he's, he's had his big games. He had the big one against the Warriors last week, but the 60 just seems to be where he's floating at the moment. So he's a very interesting watch. Tough watch for a non-owner, but he, he just hasn't really kicked on. Too much there. Uppy, though, is it a little bit more of a concern? He had a great start to the year, but he's just come back to the pack a little. Um, I presume you own the Coro-Grant combination like everyone else? Of course, man. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> what are you doing with Coro? Any plans to move on or there's just too many other fires? Oh, mate, I think I think uh, Appy is the least of my worries at this stage with the injury wasteland. Like I've still got Tarek Sims of all people. Like I've, I've been well, trying to get him, I've been trying to get him out for like three weeks, but I just can't. We need five more trades. It's yeah, a, it's a absolute yeah schmozzle. On the bad, and there's a fair few names in here. Latrell, less said about him. The better nine points. Billy Kickhouse, just forty five points in seventy two minutes. Um, did retrieve another bomb and fed the ball out wide. Uh, just got a TC for it, but um, yeah, he's a gun under those high balls. But um, the 45 in 72 minutes is a, a bit of a concern. Eight runs total, just one over eight metres. So very ineffective on the night. And of course, Matt Burton, the trade fail of the week on the field for a minute for one point. Um, very tough watch there. Anything else, Panthers, Rabbitohs from you, Tim? No, I just love Burton. I wish they used him more. Well, yeah, it's a, the battle for the half spot. Jerome Luai sort of held it down for the last couple of weeks and it's looked pretty good. But, um, yeah, Burton there putting the pressure on might be what's uh, what's spurring Luai. So, yeah, interesting little re- play with having Burton on there. I'm not sure if that's really what they want to be doing long term, but uh, we'll see. 
Friday, 6 p.m. game, Storm defeating the Warriors 50-6. to um, Tough watch for the Warriors. They You just knew this result was coming. They coach, sacked the coach who the players all seemed to love the week before. Um, it's the Melbourne Storm. The Storm did have a couple of disruptions in the week going to Cogra rather than playing in Melbourne due to all the COVID crisis down in Victoria at the moment. But, um, yeah, they were just far too good on the night. Pappenhausen, 126, two tries and an assist. Two lie breaks, two LBAs. He was just all over it. Um, doesn't really make up for his you know, middling sort of scores to start the year, but if you're an owner, you're absolutely happy with that. Torhu, though. Torhu Harris, my guy, 86 Your points. Your boy. Uh, mate, I just did not expect this coming back. He's stayed in that lock position in the middle of the field. He can do no wrong. I uh, got an LBA in this game and a few offloads and that kind of thing to go with his normal base. But I'm now seeing a lot of people talking about bringing him in. So he's at the top end of the scale. And a lot of people obviously are focusing on the likes of Ryan Madison for good reason. But Torhu is just an underrated quiet achiever at the moment. So, no, I love watching him play. And well, it's one of the few things I've gotten uh, completely right this year. So I'll, I'll uh, take a sip of my scotch Mate, for that one yeah, while you're you are. Uh... You're not doing too bad. <laughs> Come on, mate. give yourself some this week. pump up the tyres. This week was a bit of a struggle, but uh, yeah, managed to make it through. Next week we'll be back on deck. Uh, who else have we got? Momorovsky, 110. Vunavalu, 101. Two and three tries apiece. Great stuff for them. Cam Smith, though, 90 points, 24 points in goals. So he wins the hooking battle. Well, did win the hooking battle until Harry Grant came out today. So well done, Cam. Timo F. Your boy. Are you gonna say? Are you gonna say his name for me? Farmasu Walawi. I think that's close enough, mate. Yeah. Fifty-five points in fifty-five minutes. Uh, Christian Welsh went off with an HIA quite early. I think he only got eight minutes. He failed that one, so it gave Tino a great. Uh, chunk of time on the field there and this is another lucky play because I had to play this guy um, Tino given all the carnage during the week just to get to the 17 so I'm very much taking the 55 and he was one of the better players on the park in his time they really got them on the front foot so definitely won his bench spot down Titans have got a good one there but uh, hopefully he doesn't go the way of some of the other recent recruits and finally for the good there RTS 69 well best game of the year from him but yeah. Well, hang on a minute. That, that yeah. RTS, seriously, can this guy do anything more? He had he put two guys over the line. They both dropped it within the space of about ninety seconds, and then Melbourne put on eight tries. Like yep, that's the Warriors. He's that was if they hold on to that ball, he's well over a hundred points. Hmm. But just well, the way that they're using him this year just isn't what he's been previously accustomed to. So that's, you just, I don't know, he's just radioactive. I don't know if he misses like an SJ or someone just to combine with their really attacking half um, that he can play off the back with. And as well, you, you're struggling in the forwards as well. There's not a lot of um, ball playing there either. So you need a guy like Jazz Tabunga that just throws offloads for fun and can create that space for, for RTS. Well, but yeah. Is he going back? Who knows? Yeah, I'm not sure what the go is. Jazz seems a fair uh, way away at the moment. Um, RTS was coming into the game against the Broncos, which is basically the Titans of 2020 at the moment. So he's going, I think, fighting his char- uh, shoulder charge 
suspension at the judiciary this week. So he's going to miss a week, uh, even if he does get found guilty. But hopefully he can get a reprieve and and get on the park there because maybe this is a a turning point for him in the season. We'll see. In terms of the bad, uh, no one really, but Cam Munster... Uh, got to a 54 in the end, saved by a try assist line break assist that came through the updates. Um, yeah, you got to be, I guess, not happy with it, but relieved in a way. He only played out the first half and still got a 54, so it's so good on him. Roosters and Dragons. This was a yeah crazy old game of it. Dragons uh, were making a good fist of it, and then the Roosters just pulled some amazing tries out as they always do. Beamos uh, trade fail of the week guy that traded him out must have uh, had a tough watch here 103 points three tries playing on the wing while joey manu played at fullback so joey got to 94 i think our mate benny g traded traded joey in which i was um yeah he's he's fallen up i think he's about 380k so he's a bit under the radar now but um played well didn't he yeah i had like i mean you could almost put anyone back there they would have had a good game let's be fair but manu he was a guy i started with at the start of the year and got him out at the uh, uh, post-COVID resumption. Um, yeah, he's just I think he's just one of those good football players, particularly at centre, and doesn't convert for super coach points. But put him at fullback and, you know, look at him go. He killed it. Yeah, that's the issue, though. Teddy's going to be back there this week and exactly. Manu moved back to the wing. Uh, he got 52 points just in hit-ups, uh, including one one of those rare – you might see it in your stats. It's called a KB. Uh, so it's a kick and regather break, and I think I've seen maybe three this year. So that's where generally a chip and chase, if you um, get the ball back and continue on your merry way, they give you eight points for it. So Joey Manu got one of those. Uh, Zach Lomax for the Dragons got a gift – uh, four-pointer. Well, it's a good try in the end. He got to 71, so his second try in, in a couple of weeks there. So he was definitely looming as a pretty big trade-out a couple of weeks ago. Most held on for that Titans game, and they've been rewarded with a, a couple of big scores here. Uh, for the second row premiums, Cam McInnes and Angus Crichton, 64 and 63. Um, quiet, I would say, on the night there. Not a hell of a lot going. McInnes has had a couple of solid but not spectacular games over the last couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, got to find the money for these guys somehow. It's really Ryan Madison that's winning this at the moment, though. Do you have any of these guys in your side? I wanted to bring in McInnes this week, just played. Um, that, that was my plan. M- Madison last week and then McInnes this week, but, uh, you know, injury wasteland forced me down other paths. Crichton looked threatening, could have, you know, had his opportunities to score, put in, put in space, but good, good, um, uh, goal line defense as well. So that 63 could have been bumped up a bit there as well. So Cam McInnes had a 74 break even coming into that game and he's about 680k so he'll drop a little bit there makes him a, a little bit more affordable than a, a Madison but um, yeah, the way Maddo's playing he just looks streets above at the moment but we'll see Jake Friend 46 came off the bench in this one so I think they're just trying to manage his minutes throughout the year unfortunately Beryl's went off with the season ending ACL injury but um, yeah depending on how friend's body is going if he goes back to 80 he might be a play but um, imagine given his age playing 80 mate yeah I mean he has been he's played a couple of games just recently where he's he's pushed out the 80 Um, but I think you know look long term in the season there it's it's tough to see him um, you know hitting that 80 given his injuries and given the way the roosters go like if they're you know, cantering away, which they have been. You don't really need to risk having him on the park for that long. 
But um, yeah, unfortunately, he's fallen away a little bit. Super coach relevance, but um, interested to see how they manage him going forward. Uh, who else? No one really. I've got in the bad list, which um, which helps. So, is there anyone that you had in the good or bad that I've missed? Not super coach relevant. I mean, we won't even get to Ben Hunt. But <laughs> I mean, is Dufty someone that you're looking at? Like, well, he he was. So this is one that Wenon had as his trade in last week against the Titans. So Dufty was his big buy. Um, can only get him in at fullback, so it's already a congested position. But yeah, he had a negative fifteen coming into this week. Let me just pull his score up here. But um, yeah, he just looks like the spark the Dragons have been sorely missing. So. Uh, what did he end up getting here? Uh, I have to go right down. 64. So that's, that's rather handy, um, given the opposition as well. So he, two try assists, um, pretty crisp passes I think he put on at the yeah. line there. So, I've, geez, I've you're happy with that. that. Yeah, yeah. See, he played um, halves all in his juniors. So he does have a good bullet on him. Um, mm. But just Mary just doesn't seem to want to use him. But maybe now... You know, this might be the straw that broke the camel's back and you see him back there full time. Cowboys and the Knights. Cowboys, a rare win, 32-20. to 20. Did not really see that one coming, although it was my best bet last week's pot. I can't wait for Wenham to come back and feed that to him. But, yeah, 26-0 at halftime, and the Knights made a bit of a comeback in the second half, but um, Cows just hung on. So a fair few goods here. Let's go through them all. Tau Malolo, 85, 250-plus metres, 70 minutes, so a good little hit-out for him there. Offload, few busts, 45 hit-up points. It's just par for the course for Lolo this year. Lockie Fitz uh, hasn't been relevant for about a year and a half, if not longer. 104, two tri-assists, so just strolled through the line on a couple of them and and put him away so good on him I've, I've got him in draft and I think in the end my draft side has outscored my classic side so it just shows how good this week is I've had him and uh, Elliot Whitehead that'll help Cohen Hess 82 with a try so I've been this guy has been hanging on by a thread in a lot of teams mine included where we're just waiting for the right time to, to flick him he hasn't lost cash yet and he's uh, he's done it pretty well there so more than happy bank that score um, for the Knights couple here Dave Clemmer 75 just keeps churning on had a, had a weirdly low 39 a few weeks back and that sort of pushed him uh, out of the frame for the time being but stormed back here 50, 50 minutes only but um, gets through a hell of a lot in that time three offloads here had a B of 95 so he'll drop uh, quite a bit of cash here but uh, he'll be on the rise with a couple of 75s and his rolling average going forward Kurt Mann, 74 with a try. Um, very well if you've done very well if you've hung on to him. Ponga, 60. So this was the one everyone just about captained. I think 20% in the end had him. Were it not for a late uh, non-penalty try call, he could have gone from, you know, what did he get, 60 here to uh, just on 80. So that that was a massive call at the death there. To not, I guess you've been drink water and um, Ponga gets nothing for it. But, um, yeah, was he your captain this week? Or do you have him? Of course, mate. Yeah. Of course he was. It was just the game for it. Like, he didn't reach any great heights because the Cowboys just kept kicking away from him, which is the blueprint now, surely. 100%. And that's what every team now playing the Knights is going to look at that Cowboys game and just – Say this is how we beat the Knights. So I don't. Yeah, I'm worried is a strong word because I think Ponga is you know isn't matchup dependent. I think he you know he's he can score against anyone, but something to think about long term. 
Yeah, I mean, he was solid enough in this game here in the 60s, nothing to, to sneeze at. I think you've, you've done all right. Not a lot of other captaincy options did tremendously this week. So, um, yeah. Well, what I'll, about I'll Lockie Fitz, Holmes. mate? You, who had him? I'm sure Lakey probably <laughs> wants him as much as, uh, yeah, I don't know how he can justify that, that buy-in. But, yeah, 104, maybe he's back. I'll, uh, I'll ask him on the team list pod this week. I'm sure that'll be high on his trading <laughs> list. <laughs> Uh, but the other good I've got down here is Hamizo, so 58. And he was the one you ended up wanting. So there's a, a fair few cheapies this week. Uh, you had Funa for Manly, who did okay. But most people are looking at Coates, given his matchup against the Titans. And uh, we'll get to that one there. But um, Hamizo, 58 points, including a try and an assist. So he's done very well, but possibly shifts back to the wing now that Val is likely to come back next week. So interested to see how his involvement goes uh, being shifted back there. But if you haven't got on, you've missed that initial price rise, which might hurt. And we mentioned Drinkwater struggled to 32 with a sin bin at the end. So he towed you guys up last week in a losing effort uh, late in the game. And yeah, sort of, I don't know if he won us the game in this case, but uh, it's probably a, a handy little play from him to get the binning there. Not so for Supercoach. Mm. SN Masters, 39. Your, uh, boy. He's your boy, right? No, not mine. Your boy. He's not mine. <laughs> you can... Oh man, there's not a lot of love from Tigers fans. No, why? Why, why should there be? <laughs> oh, he's the one that got away. He's oh, going to be your favorite Yeah, don't worry about Tedesco or Moses or Madison or or Nathan Brown or who else? Pappenhausen. Adokarabidi. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you've still got uh, Russell Packer, so, yeah, you know, yeah, mate. you win some, you lose some. Yep. Daniel Saifidi, I've got in the bad list, but, I mean, 59's okay, but he was Nick's uh, trade-in this week. So, Nick Kirk, up the guy on the site that's uh, just streaks ahead of everyone at the moment and got an 1,100. He had, this week, Daniel Saifidi as his buy, and he only hit a 59, and that uh, was helped big time by a late line break. So, without it, he drops a fair bit there. So, um Bit of a pod play this week. We'll see how that one plays out. Should we go to – this was a fantastic watch, mate. Suncorp Stadium, oh. Titans 30, defeating the Broncos 12. Um, bad to worse for the Broncos here. And I, I just do not know where they go from now. Um, what, what did you see out there? Like you're interchanging a brand-new fullback 65 minutes in for a guy that you've dropped because of his form. Um, you've run out of bench – um, you've run out of interchanges and you've got to play a sin bend and you're down to 11 men. Like, it was bizarre. Um, the, the coach is a dead man walking, right? Mate, go Firehawks. Yeah, well, that's it. You're go the, the Firehawks. Second, get the them in next week. <laughs> oh, mate, you Just uh, get them in. The amount of uh, lost love that is uh, has followed out door for the Broncos this, this year, there's, uh, yeah, very much a, a case for a second Brisbane side here. So it's just, it's typical of them. Though. They have like a bad season and they act like no one else in the world has ever had to go through a losing season. Like, they've how many never had a bad spoons? season. That's the problem, mate. Ah, it's welcome, just about time. Welcome to life as a football supporter. Yep, mate. If, uh, I mean, rock bottoms probably this week. You're losing to the Titans, getting towed up. But they were pretty good, all, all fairness to them. You can only play what's in front of you. Let's go through some of the Supercoach scores. So Payne Haas, another popular captaincy option, just 65 points in the same minutes this week. Um, saved a little bit in the second half. He came to life a bit there with a few offloads and, and bust very quiet in that opening stint. You need more from a guy like him, I guess, if you're going to uh, fire this Broncos team up. 
And similarly, Pangai Jr., TPJ, he's managed to make it through two weeks without a suspension or a sin bin. So 69 points for him, well, three offloads and six busts. So he's a, he'd be a tough one to bring in just because you know he's probably going to sit down on the sidelines for some extended time throughout the year. So for now, anyway, he seems to be on a, a decent streak. And the last one here, poor old Ash Taylor, he's much maligned, uh, a lot said about his paycheck and all that, but he hit a 99 against his former club, and you've got to love absolutely every minute of that, minute of that right? Yeah. Did you like his game? It just uh, There's a level of maturity now. And, yeah. again, I don't think he's super coach relevant unless we start getting even more injuries. But it's just good to see him play some play some good rugby league. And you know what? I've got him in draft. So just oh, to add to the list of... Sorry, mate. Sorry. <laughs> so he's the list of players. He's relevant. Mate, I should just bring it up while I go through some of the bad here. So Xavier Coates, um, hugely traded in. I think 15% Brutal. of super coaches, nine. Struggled to nine points. Three errors in the end. Um, and that's with updates as well. So he's not going to crack the double figures, which is horrible because he's um, it was the matchup we all traded him in for and the price rise is to come. And now this nine is going to roll in his average for, for quite some time. But, you know, it was one poor game and he's a rookie. Uh, he'll be back. On the flip side for the Broncos, um, Anthony Milford, star 5'8", did barely anything this game. Did get 35, had a couple of those crabbing runs where he bumps off a few and then just shovels the ball on. He gets points for that, but does nothing from an NRL point of view so 35 points yeah nothing to write home about he got uh done by Latrell, but he was looking pretty good for the old uh flopper of the week yet again but uh poor old anthony milford can't get anything going tessie new brand new fullback for them 30 points uh, it was his third game but he had a reasonable break even because he's played a couple games off the bench uh so interesting to see if anyone moves on him over the coming weeks for the titans jai arrow 43 this was, I was very surprised at seeing this score here. I know he wasn't that involved and he only had 52 minutes, but um, yeah, not a lot going for Jai in this game. It's so hard with him. I just, it's, yeah, I just don't know what Holbrook's really doing with him. And then when he, he goes through these patches where he just goes missing and you're watching the game and you're thinking, is he on the field? I mean, he he's their best player. Like, yeah, it just feels like he needs to be more involved. Um, overall, but you know, I mean, they won the game, so like, let's not be too critical. But yeah, it just feels like he just goes in and out way too much now. Yeah, not a lot of uh, big returns from him this year. Obviously, injury affected, but um, this game he was just yeah very uninvolved. Surprising to see Mo Fodawaka fifty two points. So he's another one on the bubble here in terms of front rowers. So that's he's hit his break even exactly. He had fifty two coming in here, so he's not going to move price wise. But um, I thought he was pretty impressive. Um, had decent stack of minutes in this game here. But um, again, maybe it's just the nature of the game, ball shifting uh, wide and a lot of tries in it for the Titans. But um, yeah, didn't get through his usual heavy base load. Um, anything else here? Uh, nothing much. I think uh, we've dug the boot into the poor Broncos. Is there anything else you want to say on Oh, Zach Seabold, get rid of everyone. Paul White's got a lot to answer for. What's the board doing? <laughs> Five-year plan. Go oh boy, yeah, not in a good way at the moment. It's uh, yeah, how the mighty have fallen. Eels and Raiders, the last game on the Saturday night, Golden Point Cracker, twenty-five to twenty-four. Um, obviously the Moses injury was a big talking point coming out of this, but Clint Gutherson 
Gutherson. Gutho, King Gutho stood up 102 points along with Sean Lane, 106. So some of the more unsung heroes, I guess, for them this year. So Lane, that's he's, he scored two 90-plus scores this year, but the rest have been below 50-odd. So he's a bit of rocks and diamonds in Gutho as well. Bit, do, you think, uh, do you think Sean Lane's performance is based on the availability of the brown source? The brown source? Well... Uh, it could be because I mean Nathan Brown is yeah, obviously out um, suspended this week and yeah he does command a lot of ball through the middle there and they're probably less likely to shift it out but um, no he could be onto something there you don't have any stats to provide do you of course not mate just purely speculation <laughs> but yeah I don't know I no, I would like to see uh, Lane's contributions and minutes is he playing eighty minutes I mean I'm not watching Parramatta that much. No, he's played – he got a spell last week against the Roosters and before that uh, was playing – he's played a couple of games around 70. But for the most part, he's an 80-minute player. Yeah. So I think just barring injury and that kind of thing, they'll, they'll stick him out there. But um, no, another one you probably get in your, your draft side, not classic this year. Uh, we've already touched on Elliot Whitehead, 99 points. Um, attacking machine, got a try and a, an assist here. So he's, again, strength to strength in my draft side. Doesn't really count, but uh, I'll, I'll take it. Um, who else have we got? Papali, 100 points. So he was very strong again. Another try. Love scoring him. Came off with an HIA and didn't look good, but made it back in the first half. So um, I don't think he's – how many owners he's got? 12%. Uh, surprisingly highly owned and probably one of the more reliable options in the front row there given some of the carnage we've got. Um, no, well done to Papali owners. Matto, 96 points in the first try. Just keep smashing it. Um Every week, it's just, you know, I'll get him a little later. I'll get him a little later. And I never did. Is this, um, so, yeah. is this the week? If you don't get him this week, what's his break even next week? Uh, again, I'm going off script here. I apologize. No, it's fine. He had a 61 break even to start uh, to come into this week. But if you look at his last three scores, 94, 91, and now a 96, like the break even is going to be almost negative. Um, if not so in the teens. He's, he's 700K. Like, yeah, it might be around – it'll be under 50, I think. Mm. So he's um, – and he's got the Cowboys as well. So we've seen Lockie Fitz tower us up. Uh, plays on the other side to Maddo. But, um, yeah, we don't have the strongest defense, defensive line at the best of times. But I guess does lose the uh, Mitchell Moses factor now as well. He'll have to – uh, find you know, Dylan Brown or maybe a Clint Gutherson can fill in there and, and provide him the ball. But he does have a, a reasonable combination with uh, Moses going. So without it, we'll see where he goes. But aside from that, he just he looks for work and tackles, busts, offloads. Like he's got it all. So very much the uh, premium second row forward at this stage. Uh, George Williams, the other one I've got down here, 60 points. Uh, handy return from him. He's uh, ch- chugging along nicely for anyone that uh, picked him up at the start of the year. Some of the bad from this game, Mitch Moses, we said, 18 points, uh, had an injury. I think, I mean, in the end, it's made our minds up for us, but he was struggling along before this game. Hasn't really reached any great heights since COVID break returned. Nick Kotrick, another one, 30 points. Um, you remember his game at the start of the year. He probably busted about, I think it was 12, 13 tackles or something like that, and we just thought, this is the year he's going to become relevant for Supercoach. But um, I don't know if you watch much of this game, but, what what do you reckon about Kotrick? Is just is it a Raiders thing? They just there's too much spark, or I think he play through much. Yeah, forward. I think he falls into the Joey Manu category of you know better footballer versus super coach relevant, like better real life football. I mean, they don't. 
Yeah, it's it's hard because uh, you, you think of Canberra as being this high octane offense, but they really haven't really they haven't fired. Post-game. No, not recently. And this no, was they're their, very poor. Yeah, so you know they had the win against Melbourne, but that doesn't seem like a good win. Uh, you know, post COVID, but this this game they really stepped up. You thought Kotrick might have got you know a bit more involved, but it just didn't happen from a super coach perspective. Yeah, it's a bit of poison there. You know, you see a game or two uh, handy from him and you jump on and he just burns you like that and that's what he's done ever since he's come into grade. So I think Lakey's got him the poor bloke, but um, yeah, Nick Kotrick, not good there. Uh, the last of the bads, Horsburgh, the injury, but before that he got through. Uh, he got to 38 points with a couple of offloads and that kind of thing. He was, I'm sending um, my middle on. fingers through oh. the world of podcasting. <laughs> oh boy, he was on here. He's uh, all heart big red Dylan Brown 41 points so yeah falling away a little bit here um interested to see where he takes this side without Moses though so uh didn't get a great score here but we'll see if he becomes the linchpin all right Sunday's game let's get through them Sharks 40 Eagles 22 this is pre-updates here AFB 123 points with two tries so he got more minutes and more points than Marty to power who got 51 points from 40 so AFB got a, a good solid 62 minutes on the park here and um, you were just saying off air that um, Gerbo could have scored himself, decided to give it to AFB. Yeah, 100%. As if he couldn't have scored. He, he, yeah, he, beat, been... he beat AFB to the line just about. <laughs> oh, on, you just, you see that all the time. <laughs> In any case, Gerbo helped himself to 79 with that try assist. So first score above 67 all year. And I think just his second attacking stat. So he had one try assist before uh, throughout the rest of this year. So uh, came off for the final 10. So not still not getting 80. But um, I guess you'll take that as a, an owner. He's fallen a hell of a lot in cash. So you're going to need to claw some of that back. So, uh, no, well done to Gerbo there. For the Sharkies, SJ, 82 points, six goals, two assists. Uh, he was feeding the ball to Katoa, who got 80 again. So, a fair few people would have been saved this game by those two there. A couple of very nice scores, and they just love going down their edge. So, I think we're going to see it over the coming weeks. Uh, last one down, and he was saved. Oh, there's a lot of junk time in this, this week. Mm. DCE, 61 points. So, he was very quiet, uh, given the way that the game played out. Uh, leading right up to this, but fed the ball to Tavita Funa to score, I think, with about five minutes to go or something and helped himself to 61. So he'll be an um, interesting play. If you've already got Cleary in SJ, he was a guy that I was looking at. Um, I think he's got a pretty good run coming up, and he's he's a little bit cheaper, I think, than Moses, maybe along the same page there. But mainly have got the Knights coming up uh, next week, then the Dragons, Eels, uh well, the Cowboys. So it's uh, yeah, not not the worst run. So DCE, you think with Turbo out, they need someone to step up there. Didn't happen today, but uh, he'd be the guy. For the bad, uh, not a lot. Toby Rudolph, 31. A lot of people would have been playing this guy given some of the limitations with their 17. Did yep. you have him? Yep, of course, mate. Yeah. yeah he, uh, he gets through the work out there, but um, yeah, really just tackling and that sort of thing. Doesn't uh, doesn't have a lot of attacking weaponry to his game. So yeah, I 31, maybe. I thought he looked good, mate. I, yeah, I was shocked when it was 31. I think uh, the problem is he's always the third one, always seems to be the third one into the tackle where they just don't score those. Um, TMT, so. third man Toby. <laughs> there you go. I've been waiting for a name for him. I called him Connor Tracy at the start of the year, so I'm not for <laughs> TMT. 
Yeah, final game. Final game, and this one's fresh. It's probably happened about an hour ago. Do you want to take us through it? Because I'm doing a lot of talking. Your boys. Mate, um, I'm, I'm loving winners. it. Go through it. Tell me some of the good and the bad. Uh, well, I mean, Harry Grant, seriously. This kid, got, is, this kid is just fantastic. Um, what did North end up with? He scored two tries. 110. Intercept, yeah. 110. Man, he's killing it. I had my doubts about him. Always have because he's a winger and he's only scored prior to this season, I think it was like 58 tries. And he's been in the squad for like, you know, eight, nine years. So they made an interesting point in the game saying that he was in New South Wales Cup for a lot of the year last year. But now, like, yeah, yeah he's just maybe that's been such a good kick up the ass for him because he's come out this year and just blown it all away. Yeah, he um he was coming back from an injury from memory, but yeah, he couldn't crack that first grade side and the Rob Jennings signing, you know, that didn't hasn't really worked out. Um but like I mean for the Bulldogs who who scored anything? Yeah, no no one really. I don't have it here. They they they're not relevant. They can't score points. Will Hopawati was their only guy, but like yeah, Tolman I mean, maybe, Jack, but uh, Jake Averillo, he was a popular one. He's uh, on his fifth game or so, negative 34 break even. He would have had a lot of trade-ins, but uh, went off with HIA and couldn't get anything going before that with uh, just the 18 points. The other guy I had, in, keeping an eye on, Raymond Fatala Mariner, so RFM, break even at 24. He's played a couple of starting stints uh, the last couple of weeks. He ended up here. Um, four updates, what's he got? 69, well, um, so he'll firm a little bit here. Um, he was probably one of their better uh, players on the night here. So he's had a following this up from, he's got 56, 56, 66, and now 69. So all in 80-minute games. So doing pretty handily there, 411K uh, before this week. So interesting play, but not, yeah, as you said, not a lot doing for the for the doggies outside of that. Um, Adam Elliott nearly had a miracle try assist at the, uh, in the second half there for his second in a row, but um, yeah, just got called for a knock-on, so unlucky for him. But, yeah, Tommy Talau, you were cheering him on during the game. His uh, second game here had a 71. It's a very couple of tries for him there. He looked a uh, couple of errors in his game, but he looks pretty good, and he's surely going to hold out Rob Jennings, right? Well, Jennings is out indefinitely, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, I, I think... Um, I think he's solid, like as in a solid selection moving forward. Um, yeah, I don't, we were looking at the Tigers' schedule before. It's actually, I thought it was pretty tough, but it it opens up. I think I think there's a Parramatta game, Penrith this week, and then it's Broncos and Warriors in somewhat of that order in the four weeks. So, yeah, the opportunities for him down there. Man, that's scary for a non Nofaluma owner, owner like myself. Right. We saw what he did against the dogs tonight. It's just, it's so tough to watch. I know, <laughs> he just I know. can pull attacking stats out of his ass. It's, uh, it's incredible to watch sometimes. But um, yeah, maybe Tommy Talao's the one we can get in anyway. 201K. Um, he'll play his third game this week. So can't go any worse than Xavier Coates. Mate, we've come to the end. It's been a, a fun one. Um, the week was a bit of a struggle. I think if you've got above 1,100, you're doing fantastically. If you scraped into the thousands, you can breathe a little easier and move on to next week. Hopefully, we get more than the uh, 17 or 18 most of us have playing this week. But um, now it's been a lot of fun. I know you're in our uh, – got our Sporting Woods League, our head-to-head league there. That's a hotly contested one there. I think I'm not doing too badly. 
but uh, you won it last year, so looking to take your title. I won the uh, I won the 2015 Never Forget League. Not the oh, right. League. I won the I won the sub competition for whatever because it's not the what do you call you? It's not young legends. It's not young, it's not legends. young legends. legends. It was it's the B grade young legends. Yes, I was happy, to, happy to take that out. <laughs> Um, so that that just goes to show my super coach level of prowess. Hey, you're a head-to-head champion, so it's nothing uh, nothing to uh, thumb your nose at there. Anyway, mate, I know we've talked about a song today, and I you've listened in, and a few people have carried us out with song. And this one's a little different. You said you've got your own. Yeah. So naturally, everyone's thinking I'll just start singing "Eye of the Tiger," but that I mean that's too obvious, isn't it? And then yeah, and it- we, we had a little bet off off air um, on the 18 today that if the Bulldogs won, I'd sing Who Let the Dogs Out? And we all know that wasn't going to happen. So I'm going to mix it up and keep it 2020 and sing the chorus from the one and only Joe Exotics, I Saw a Tiger. <laughs> well, I did not expect that. Joe Exotics been out of the news for a good uh, oh, couple of months now. The footy's back. I'm bringing it back. Well, I'll throw it to you to see us out. Timmy from Sporting Woods, thank you very much, and uh, take it away. Because I saw a tiger, now I understand. I saw a tiger, and the tiger saw a man. (laughs) I tried to do it in, like, the weirdest voice possible. Oh, it was plenty weird, mate. Thank you very much. We'll catch you next time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.